Well, good day, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my show. You are listening to Partners in Health and Biz, and you are listening on Anchor.fm, if you have tuned into Anchor.fm, or perhaps you're listening via Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. But anyway, I am your host, and I am so very happy that you could join me today as we enter 2023. Wow, wow, wow. Are you excited? Are you excited? Well, get ready, get ready, get ready, because unless God comes, we are going to enter 2023, and we are going to, guess what? Be thankful because this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So uh, welcome to Partners in Health and Biz. Today's show is about, wow, (laughs) mom was right. Eat your vegetables. That's what this show is called. Mom was right. Eat your vegetables. So it's all about vegetables and why we should eat our vegetables. So some people say I do not like broccoli and I haven't liked it since I was a little kid and my mother made me eat it. (laughs) But guess who said that? The president of the United States back back a while back and he says, I'm not going to eat any more broccoli. So which president do you think said that? He said, I do not like broccoli, and I haven't liked it since I was a little kid, and my mother made me eat it, and I'm president of the United States, and I'm not going to eat any more broccoli. Well, that was George H.W. Bush, U.S. president. So, wow. So this is actually New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve. And many of you are preparing for a quiet, relaxing time at home with friends and family. COVID is still out there. Yes, COVID is still alive and well. Do not fool yourselves if you want to go around not wearing masks and grouped up with a lot of people, then you do it at your own risk. That's right, because I personally have experienced it and I know many people who have. So let's talk about our vegetables, though. Vegetables provide a wealth of nutrients that are critical for optimal health. They contain necessary essential fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, and trace minerals the body needs, as well as many unidentified nutrients. They are virtually fat-free, cholesterol-free, and offer a superior source of fiber. So when you're talking about foods to eat and foods not to eat and how much to eat, well, you really can eat a lot of vegetables without worrying about it unless you add, it's what you add to those vegetables that can be a problem, too much salt, sugar, or fat. But if you are eating vegetables that are fresh vegetables with Maybe you're seasoning those vegetables with herbs and spices instead of salt, and you're not adding a lot of fat to uh, your vegetables, then you can eat quite a a lot of vegetables and not worry about it. That's right. So if weight control is concerned for you, you should 
Be aware that vegetables offer the maximum amount of nutrition for the minimum amount of calories. In addition, the energy in most vegetables comes in the form of complex carbohydrates, which do not cause blood sugar highs and lows. Because of their healing properties, raw vegetables and juices made from them are used around the world as curatives for many illnesses. Nutrition research shows that eating a diet rich in vegetables reduces the risk of many chronic diseases. Harvard University researchers found that eating five servings per day of fruits and vegetables, particularly cruciferous vegetables such as broccoli, bok choy, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts is associated with a 30% lower risk of ischemic strokes, the third largest cause of death in the United States. Okay, so I heard a bell. I'm going to try to see if I can eliminate any type of bells while we're doing our show. We don't want bells and whistles going on uh, during our during this podcast. So I am just going to try to make sure that I have a nice, clear show here for everyone to listen to. Okay. All right. So let's move on. I think I have eliminated any bells and whistles, hopefully. All right. This should be the last one. Excellent. Okay. So the likelihood of getting eye um, eye disorders such as cataracts and mac- mal- macular degeneration is known to be lower in people who eat diets high in beta carotene which is found in leafy greens carrots and numerous other vegetables the lower incidence of cancer that exists in some countries such as japan has been linked to a diet that consists mostly of vegetables rice and soy products okay Ongoing research into thousands of phytochemicals and antioxidants found in vegetables has shown that they have the ability to neutralize the kind of free radical. Now I have other bells popping off. (laughs) Let's turn that bell off. Uh, Free radicals found in vegetables has shown that they have the ability to neutralize the kind of free radical damage that is linked to aging and virtually every kind of degenerative disease. In the traditional American diet, vegetables have been served as side dishes, but more and more people are turning to a vegetarian diet and have eliminated or restricted their consumption of meat, poultry, fish, and dairy products. Good idea. Very good. And it's also, I believe, a good idea to have a day of just fruits and vegetables. It's sort of like a cleanse. No meats of any type, no no breakfast meats, no sausages, no bacon, whether it be turkey or whatever type of bacon you eat. No, um, no meals for a full day that contain any meat, but only fruits and vegetables. And for dinner, all vegetables. For breakfast, maybe we just do fruits. For lunch, a combination of vegetables um, would be good. Uh, Different types of vegetables. Yes, different types of vegetables. 
So once considered radical, a proper vegetarian diet is acknowledged by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, as healthy and able to meet the recommended dietary allowances of those vitamins and minerals for which standards have been established. So let's talk about selecting our vegetables. Whenever possible, it is best to purchase organically grown vegetables. Commercial farmers' routine use of pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides can leave toxic residues in our vegetables. So choosing organic vegetables when available eliminates the potential risk posed by these chemicals. So if this is not possible, try to eat a variety of vegetables to help prevent repeated exposure to any pesticide. So instead of eating um, broccoli every night for dinner or Brussels sprouts every night for dinner or green beans every night for dinner, just uh, vary, you know, just mix them up. Don't ever eat the same uh, types of vegetables uh, consistently, consistently. You want to varietize if that is is a word. (laughs) Since vegetables in season usually do not have to be shipped long distances to local markets, they are less likely to be treated with irradiation or the chemicals or waxes necessary to retard spoilage. Yes. When we are in the grocery store, do you, have you noticed those beautiful red shiny apples for example or those beautiful green shiny cucumbers Hmm. well and if you touch them there is wax on those vegetables waxes may seal in the pesticide residues so it is not possible if it is not possible i should say to tell whether a vegetable has been waxed ask your supermarket's produce manager or the person selling the product or the produce. Yes, so like I said, you can usually tell, especially with the apples I've noticed and the cucumbers and I've I've touched them and they were greasy. Ooh. And I'm like, okay, they put something on these vegetables to preserve them, but this is something that you do not want to ingest. And of course, you must vigorously with a vegetable brush with hot soap and water and you can use you don't have to use like detergent soap but there are vegetable washes specifically designed to wash your fruits and vegetables to get the residue the pesticides the chemicals off your fruits and vegetables so make sure you you use that use your vegetable brush if you're using if you're um eating Things such as a hard apple, cucumber, carrots, you know, any fruits or vegetables that have a hard um, surface, you definitely want to use a vegetable brush to get those residues, chemicals off your uh, food. So most vegetables fall into one of several categories. Leafy vegetables, such as leafy greens, seeds and pods, roots bulbs and tubers fruit vegetables with flowers buds and stalks 
and there is some overlap among categories. For example, kale is classified as a cruciferous vegetable, but also may be considered a leafy green vegetable. Rutabaga and turnips, two other cruciferous vegetables, are also root vegetables. Still, the potential benefits of a vegetable of vegetables depend to some extent on the types of vegetables they are. The nutrition content of vegetables varies depending on the species and the climate and other variables in growing conditions. Preparation methods also affect the nutrition or the nutrient content of the vegetables you eat. In all the sections that I'm going to talk about, the information concerning phytochemical and nutrient content are derived from raw vegetables. Okay, so what about, let's talk about green and leafy vegetables. Green and leafy vegetables, such as collards, collard greens. We love those, love our collard greens. Dandelion, kale, spinach, endive, chicory, watercress, lettuces, and other salad greens are highly nutritious. They are a rich source of beta carotene, iron, chlorophyll, and dietary fiber. All leafy vegetables can be eaten in salads. The darker, colored, uh, the darker colored greens are more nutritious and have higher amounts of beta carotene. So try adding small amounts of cooking greens to salads. Blanch strong greens such as collards and kale in broth and add to soups and stews. Leafy greens have the added advantage of being excellent sources of vitamins, minerals, proteins, and fiber while being very low in calories and reducing overall calorie consumption is one thing that has been clearly associated, drum roll please, (laughs) with a longer lifespan. Should I repeat that? All right, I think I should. Okay. So, leafy greens have the added advantage of being excellent sources of vitamins, minerals, and proteins and fiber um, while being very low in calories and reducing overall calorie consumption is one thing that has been clearly associated with a longer lifespan. All right, so for some reason, I'm still hearing some type of bells and whistles. I don't know why, but anyway, we're going to move right along. See, there it is again. Okay, we're going to ignore this for right now. All right, let's talk about seeds and pods. Seeds and pods are the parts of plants that store energy. Examples include snow peas, green beans, okra, and corn. These kinds of vegetables contain more protein than other vegetables. They tend to be high in carbohydrates, which turn to starch when they are ripe. And then there's roots, bulbs, and tubers. What are those? Roots, bulbs, and tubers are the parts of a plant that store nutrients, such as potatoes, rutabaga, turnips, beets, and carrots are among the most popular more exotic tubers and root vegetables such as uh, celeric malanga and oka are also commonly available vegetables from this group are not generally as low in calories or other 
as other vegetables, but they are mineral rich and very filling. Roots, bulbs, and tubers are a good source of fiber and can be used as low calorie alternatives to other starches such as rice or pasta. All right, what are the fruit fruit vegetables? Well, fruit vegetables are tomatoes, mm, avocados, I love avocados, squashes, and peppers. They contain the ripened ovaries, seeds of pollinated flowers. And some of, some of you didn't know that a tomato is a fruit vegetable. Mm-hmm. And the avocado with that large seed in the middle right Mm -hmm. so the fleshy pulp surrounding the seed is the part to eat you don't want to eat the the seed (laughs) and um but with the exception of avocado these fruits are usually low in calories and provide a wide range of texture and flavor to work within the kitchen they are often used in salsa relishes and other condiments uh yes avocados are very tasty but they can be very high in calories and cholesterol so you have to be careful about not eating too many avocados so let's talk about flowers buds and stalks and then we're going to jump right into cooking and preparing vegetables because this is very important flowers bulb flowers buds i should say flowers buds and stalks flowers buds and stalks include you guessed it celery rhubarb asparagus cauliflower and broccoli these plants tend to be rich in vitamin c and dietary fiber so try some of the less traditional edible flowers such as peppery peppery flavored um Nostrostems or borage flowers in a salad. Rose petals are delicately sweet tasting and dress up any cake or fruit salad. Mm-hmm. All right, cooking and preparing vegetables. Ideally, ideally, I should say, vegetables should be consumed either raw or lightly cooked. Cooking vegetables does what? It destroys their enzymes and many of the phytochemicals and vitamins. Some of the water-soluble vitamins will bind to various chemicals during the cooking process and pass through the body unabsorbed. Researchers are finding, however, that certain phytochemicals, particularly the lycopene in tomatoes, are not only heat-stable, but their compounds are actually released by heat and become more available when cooked. One of the best ways to prepare vegetables is to to steam them. Steamers are inexpensive, and that's the one major way I uh, prepare my vegetables, steaming, and I'm going to tell you why. Well, steamers are inexpensive, and using them is simple. Cooking times vary depending upon the type of vegetable. So, for instance, last night I I have a steamer, and I cook my... um, broccoli in my steamer and it doesn't take long because you can test your vegetables to see uh, the texture if you want them it's best to have a lightly slightly crisp um, texture to your vegetables and your broccoli uh, not to have them wimpy and loose and soggy and so I did I prepared my broccoli in my steamer and I added um 
I, I sliced up some onions and I sprinkled uh, some garlic powder on, on them, little pepper, herbs, different herbs, and I drizzled them with olive oil and just a dab of sea salt. And I cooked them until they were just tender, but a little crispy. Oh, they were excellent. 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 Okay, so uh, as I said, steamers are inexpensive. Um, cooking times vary. Most vegetables are still crunchy when properly cooked. Another cooking method that minimizes the loss of nutrients is to cook thoroughly washed vegetables for just a short time in a small amount of water. The water remaining from cooking is nutritious and good to use in gravies and stock. <laughs> my mother sometimes when we go to a restaurant if you order green beans uh, they have a tendency basically my mother will say uh, they didn't cook these vegetables they just dipped them in hot water <laughs> because they're so hard you can't even you know get your teeth to kind of penetrate them so we don't like uh, most of us don't like our vegetables uh, like that so hard that we can't even taste the vegetables they it's it, it feels like we're biting down on a branch of a tree <laughs> so um but anyway that's why i like to steam my vegetables because the nutrients remain and if any of the vegetables uh, do end up in the water the steam water then you can also like i said use that for soup or cooking nothing is wasted Okay, vitamin C begins to break down upon exposure to air. Once a vegetable containing vitamin C is cut, it is best to consume or cook it immediately. Minimize the number of cuts so that less surface area is exposed to the air. It's best to tear leafy vegetables by hand rather than using a knife to cut them to minimize nutrient loss. Nutrient loss. So that's why for salads, for instance... Um, I have a tendency to, you know, when I'm trying to prepare a salad, I'll just put it on a cutting board and lay it out after I wash it and dry it. And then I'll just chop it with a, a knife. But actually, it's best to just take the leaves, especially if it's like you have a, a romaine, a head of romaine lettuce, just break it up with your hands and in, instead of using a knife to cut it up to prepare a salad. So just uh, pull the leaves apart, tear the leaves instead of cutting. Okay, so many of you are questioning, especially in this day and age when everything is going up, the prices of food, the price of, uh, the price of gas, the price of everything is going up, right? So that's where we are. So you're asking, should I, what's healthier? Should I eat fresh vegetables? or frozen or canned well of course fresh is number one so what about canned canned vegetables are the least desirable form of produce i repeat canned vegetables are the least desirable form of produce the heating that is a part of the canning process destroys many vitamins furthermore sodium is usually added during processing so the flavor is not true to nature and canned vegetables lack texture for the most part if you must purchase canned vegetables select ones labeled 
reduced sodium or low sodium. Also read labels to make sure that there is no sugar or monosodium glutamate, glutamate MSG added. No monosodium glutamate, glutamate MSG added. Store the cans in a cool, dry place since high temperatures can destroy the remaining vitamins. Don't discard the, ju- the juice. Instead, drink it or use it to make vegetable stock. That is, if it's low in sodium, you be the judge. Vegetables are that are flash frozen. Vegetables that are flash fl- frozen soon after harvesting retain most of their nutrients. Properly prepared frozen vegetables are a good alternative if fresh produce is not available or, or if you do not have enough time to prepare fetch fresh vegetables. Some phytochemicals in vegetables are preserved by freezing, so frozen vegetables may actually be more nutritious than fresh ones that have been sitting in the refrigerator too long. Uh, uh Uh-oh, how many of you are doing that, leaving your fresh fruits and vegetables in the refrigerator too long? Okay, so... Buy frozen vegetables in plastic bags rather than in cardboard containers so that you can feel the shape of the individual vegetable through the bag. Do not purchase bags that are frozen in a solid clump. Remember, frozen vegetables prepared in cream sauce, butter, or seasonings can be calorie and fat laden. When storing frozen vegetables, be sure the freezer remains at zero degrees Fahrenheit since temperatures above zero can destroy nutrients. So what about cruciferous vegetables? The magnificent 12. (laughs) So eating more vegetables can dramatically reduce and prevent disease. The 12 vegetables known as the cruciferous vegetables are particularly powerful protectors against cancer heart disease and stroke. The top three killers in the United States are cancer, heart disease, and stroke. The carciferous or cruciferous vegetables all have veg- all have flowers with four petals uh, that botanists described as resembling a cross, crux in Latin, hence the name cruciferous. Botanically, these vegetables all belong to the cruciferine family, which includes plants of the genus Brassica. Brassica. The magnificent 12 are, are you ready? These are the magnificent 12. Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, collards, kale, kohlrabi, mustard greens, horseradish, rutabaga, turnips, and watercress. Consume three one-cup servings from this list each day. I repeat, consume three one-cup servings from this list each day. Eat one cup raw and two cups slightly steamed except for horseradish. Use horseradish grated fresh in sauces and spreads to ensure a variety of nutrients necessary for optimal health alternate vegetables daily over time most um 
monotonous diets become nutritionally deficient as well as boring right (laughs) from lack of variety which in turn leads to problems in certain areas of the body cruciferous vegetables are also thought to depress thyroid function because of certain substances they contain remember the last show i did podcast was about the thyroid the importance of the thyroid but researchers have concluded that cooking neutralizes the thyroid depressing substance substances it is believed that green vegetables along with dark orange vegetables act as antidotes to cancer-forming processes that can go on for years after exposure to carcinogens. If consuming cruciferous vegetables causes an upset, upset stomach, bloating, or gas, a lack of alpha-galacosidase, an enzyme that breaks down certain complex sugars, may be to blame. To avoid this, add increasing amounts of these vegetables gradually so that your digestive system learns to tolerate them. Start by adding one half cup twice a week and gradually increase from there. Bino or Be Sure by Wakunga products that provide the missing enzyme may also help and can be found in health food stores and many pharmacies. Okay, that concludes the show, everyone. I'm your host, Gail Dixon McBride. Hope you learned something. Stay safe and business savvy. I'll see you next time. Ta-ta for...